got on his mule and he rode out of that territory, of that place that he had purchased, leaving it to whoever wanted it. Years later, when there were machines that could dig instead of just a person, they reopened this mine with great machines and they got in this little tunnel and they put that big machine to work. And within six inches, they found one of the greatest gold mines of that era. And so what the story simply said was that there's a glory about going on. We must go on. No matter how tired we are. No matter what we see in front of us. We cannot look back. We cannot turn back. We cannot go back. We cannot stop. We cannot halt between two opinions. We cannot quit. We cannot give up. We have been called to go on. Hallelujah. I feel this in my spirit today. There's been a lot of pastors. There's been a lot of people that are feeling the urge within them to look around at everything that's happening and just give up and to stop and to quit. But I've come to speak a word of prophecy and a word of encouragement into our church and say we cannot stop. This world deserves a church that has a victory in them and a triumph that says I refuse to quit. I refuse to stop. And we are going on in the face of evil, in the face of disgusting wickedness that is in this world in the face of sickness and in death we refuse to quit we refuse to stop we are not turning back but we are going forward and our best days are in front of us hallelujah well somebody at home ought to take a lap around the love seat today Woo! hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We grow great when we go on. We can't grow unless we keep going. And if we will go, we will grow. And the God of hosts will be with us. He is not with us when we look back or when we go back. He is with us when we go forward. Don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about tomorrow and what it holds. Worry about today and just go on. I believe this and I'll say it again. Our best days are in front of us. It doesn't matter what happened in your past. It doesn't matter what the devil has done into your life. It may seem bleak. You may look back and have regrets without all of that junk going on. And it looks like that Satan is winning. But I want to tell you, lift up your head and lift up your eyes to the hills that come your strength and say today I'm going to keep going on. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to quit but I'm going to keep on pressing. I'm going to keep on going forward. I'm going to keep on loving God. I'm going to keep on believing. Hallelujah. The way may be hard. 
It may get rough. You may feel like quitting. And you may feel like that you're not ever going to arrive. But do whatever is necessary. And just keep going. You may not be the fastest. You may not be the strongest. You at times may just be able to put one foot in front of the other. But whatever you do, keep going. Don't give up. Keep giving. Keep praying. Keep worshiping. Keep the faith. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't look to the left nor to the right. Go on. You'll grow if you'll go. We got to have that kind of determination, that kind of tenacity that'll look the devil in the face and say, hell, I'm coming at you with a water pistol if that's all I have, but I'm going to die going forward. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep on pressing. Hallelujah. Our great commission is for us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. If you will go, God will go with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you, but you must go. You cannot sit. You cannot wait. You cannot look around and see if anybody is with you. Don't worry about it. God is with you. And if you've got God on your side, if God be for you, who can be against you? You're going to have to have that kind of spirit today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The race is not to the swift nor to the strong, but to him that endureth to the end. Can I read that in plain Doug Morgan English? The race is not to the swift nor to the strong, but to him that just keeps on going. That says, wife, if you don't want to live for God, I'm going to keep on going. Daughter, if you don't want to live for God, I'm going to keep on going. Son, if you don't want to live for God, I'm going to weep. I'm going to cry. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to love you unconditionally. But I'm going to keep my eyes on the prize. And I'm going to keep pressing. And I'm going to keep believing. And I'm going to keep praying. Is anybody hearing what this preacher is saying this morning? Somebody needs to get something deep in their spirit that says, I'm going to keep smiling. I'm going to keep high-fiving people. I'm going to keep believing God is above all. I'm going to keep believing that he's on the throne. Hallelujah. So it's not how fast or how strong, but the prize is to the one who just refuses to give up. So go. You'll face the greatest test when you go, but you'll be stronger and better than when you started. Testimonies will be given to you about the past. And with those testimonies... And with the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lord of hosts, you will overcome the wicked one. Don't be scared. Don't fear. Don't doubt. Just go. The Bible says the trial of your faith 
being much more precious than gold will cause you to grow. Your faith will grow when you go. God's not going to give you faith to go. He's going to give you faith as you go. I want to say it again. God's not going to give you faith to go. He's going to give you faith as you go. So let's go. Let's pick up our feet and march. We may be like the four lepers that felt like everything was against them, that there was no way they were ever going to win, but they got up and started putting one foot in front of the other, and four lepers caused an army to destroy themselves. I want to tell you, a church on the move is the greatest power in this world. Keep marching. Marching, uh, keep going, uh, keep pressing, uh, keep believing, uh, keep believing, keep the faith, and go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today that hardship and tough times, even persecution, is not a detriment to revival, but it is a catalyst if handled in the realm of grace. It is. We, many times we say, God, if you'll remove all this junk, we can have revival. I'm here to tell you, God can give you a re- revival in the midst of the junk. In the midst of the mess. <laughs> this trouble and these tough times, these persecutions, these things that are coming. Hallelujah, I want to tell you, it's a catalyst. If we'll handle it in the realm of grace. Revival is not a byproduct of ease and comfort, nor is it greater when everything is going well. I want to remind you and the church today that he prepares a table for you and I in the presence of our enemies. Our enemies are not going to deter the revival that God has promised us. I want to tell you the enemy can't stop you. The only thing that can stop you is when you quit. So just make up your mind today. I'm going to keep on going. My eyes are on the prize, and I'm not going to stop. I may fall, but I'm going to rise again, and I'm going to dust myself off, and I'm going to keep on trucking. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on facing this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul and Silas, listen to the book of Acts. Paul and Silas were beaten. They were thrown in the inner jail and had their feet fast in stocks. But that couldn't stop their prayer. And it couldn't stop their praise. And at midnight in the midst of severe hardship, at the darkest part of the night, there came an earthquake that loosed the entire population of that jail. And a revival broke out of an entire household. Stop letting setbacks and obstacles rob you of your faith and your trust in Jesus. His word is forever settled in heaven. And it will not return unto him 
empty, but it will do those things that it is set out to do. Paul asked at one time, he said, this thorn that you placed in my life or allowed to be in my life, would you remove it so that I could do more and be more productive? But God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Paul said, there was a time when I thought my weakness was his weakness. But God has showed me that in my weakness, he is strong. We need his grace. We need his power to be with us. And he said, if you'll go on, you'll grow great. And the Lord of hosts are going to be with you. He said, my grace is enough. Go and the God of hosts will be with you. No matter the circumstances, his church is beautiful for a situation. James said that he gives more grace. And when sin abounds, the grace of God doth much more abound. Sin and evil will never be able to stop the grace of God. No matter how evil this world gets, the grace of God will cause us to triumph over our enemies. I will be the head and not the tail. I am convinced that no weapon formed against me shall prosper because there is no weapon formed that is more powerful than the grace of God. There's no devil. There's no disease. There's no enemy. There's no trial. There's no agenda. There's no evil leader. There's no war that can dethrone the King of Kings and the Lord of lords his promises are still yea and amen his kingdom is unshakable his kingdom is unmovable his kingdom has no end and no matter what the weapon is I want you to know we win hallelujah 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 he is alpha and he's Omega, the beginning and the end, the one who was and is and is to come. He is almighty. He is incredible. He is amazing. He is supernatural. He is wonderful. He is incredible. He is high and lifted up, and his train fills the temple. There is no one beside him, above him, like him or has ever defeated him. He has the power over death, hell, and the grave. And he has you and I in the palm of my hand. And I will not fear what man can do unto me. I will not fear it. Hallelujah. I will not be afraid, David said, of 10,000 people who rise up and encamp against me. For the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? He is my shield. He is my strength. 
He is my protector. He is my provider. He is my healer. He is my deliverer. He is my savior. He is my guide. He is my life. He is my friend. My God in whom I will trust. He will never leave me nor forsake me. He's as close as the mention of his name. And his name is above every name. At the mere mention of that name, every knee is going to bow and every tongue shall proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Everybody at home shout hallelujah. <laughs> even though I have to say it myself. (laughs) Hallelujah. He is my everything. And I'm his child. I've been born again by the water and the spirit. And victory is my expected end. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Not tribulation, not distress, not persecution, Not famine, not nakedness, not peril, no weapon, no any of these things that are against me because we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loves us. I want to tell you today, the church is not in trouble. Man, I hear these people talking about, oh, the church is, oh, we've been pushed out. We've been pushed back to our homes, and it's just so bad, and all this, and belly aching and crying and sucking their thumb and talking about how bad it is. Honey, I know churches that are right now, their giving is up more than it was before the virus. I know people have prayed more people through and baptized more people than they did with a couple of months before this happened. I want to tell you, it's how you view it. You can look around and see all the trouble, or you can look up and see him and say, I see my master. I see the king of kings, and he's coming in glory, and I pray. I plan on going. I plan on keep my reaching. I plan on keep giving. I'm going to keep on going in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All the naysayers and the doubters and the liars and the skeptics and the cynics and the evil reporters say whatever you want to say. Do whatever you want to do. But greater is he that is within me than he that is in this world. What the devil meant for evil, God's going to turn it around for our good. Do you believe that today? The Hebrew children in the Old Testament were in severe bondage under harsh tormentors. Yet Pharaoh's midwives said that the women were more healthy than the Egyptian mothers in childbirth. And the mothers in bondage multiplied greater than the mothers that were in freedom. You can't press the people of God down far enough to remove the destiny that God has placed on their lives. I want to say it again. You can't press the people of God down far enough to remove the destiny that God 
God has for us. When God says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans of hope and a future and expected end, there is nothing that can stop those plans from becoming reality in your life. Hallelujah. We cannot rest and pine away for days of comfort and ease. Scripture says, woe to them that are at ease in Zion. You know what? I'm not pining for those days. Oh, I just wish today we could go to a conference. Oh, I just wish that we could go to a conference this week and we could just kick back and relax. No, I'm not looking for those days. I'm looking ahead. What is greater? What is God doing? What is God wanting to do right now? I believe He's going to save people in their homes. I believe He's going to heal people on the streets. I believe He's doing it as we speak. This is the greatest hour of the church. I'm not belly aching. He raised up this apostolic age for this generation. Do you hear me? He's got you and me. He raised us up for this generation. The angel said, go tarry at Jerusalem until you are anointed with power from on high. And the book of Acts began. And although the religious world around them were filled with madness, and hatred against the Jews and his, uh, Jesus and his followers. And the Romans and the Greek idolaters were in power and had enslaved God's people. They were not told to hide and assimilate into this false and evil generation. He said, but go and be a witness of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, I feel a ghost spirit in me. Hallelujah. I don't care if I do, don't, don't collect $200. <laughs> I feel like pass and go. I feel like going. I feel like going. There's something that's stirred up in me that says I want to go. I want to keep going. I want to keep praying. If it's in my room with my family, I'm going to keep praying. And I keep believing. I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to meet somebody. I'll put on my mask. I'll stay six feet away. And I believe I can pray for them and God can fill them with the Holy Ghost. I'll baptize them in Jesus' name in a river. I'll baptize them in a bathtub. Hallelujah. We're going to keep on going. Because there's power in a church that says, let's go. Hallelujah. Although they had crucified Jesus and wanted to destroy the apostolic church, the disciples and saints of God rose up to preach Jesus and his gospel everywhere. They refused to quit. Honey, M.C. Hammer had it right. The church is too legit to quit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are some people that are looking around and saying, what did that mean? But go learneth. What that meaneth. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, we're not going to quit. They refuse to settle and let the enemy win. If hell has enlarged herself, it's time for the church to have revival and go forward. If hell wants to have revival, then the church ought to be able to say we can have revival. The devil is already defeated. And if he's growing, how much more we ought to be growing. They crucified Jesus. 
They mock the outpouring of the Spirit. They arrest Peter and John. They threaten them. They forbade them from speaking the name of Jesus. Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Ghost and dropped dead in front of the whole church. The apostles were jailed again, but this time they were beaten and commanded to never preach the name of Jesus again. Yet in Acts chapter number 6, verse number 7 says, And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. So they stoned the young evangelist named Stephen. Saul wrecked havoc upon the church, sending fathers and mothers to prison. And the church scattered to numerous towns and cities far from Jerusalem. Simon the sorcerer tries to infiltrate the church. Saul steps up his threatenings against the church and begins to slaughter the saints and gets the high priest to back his efforts. Yet Saul is converted in the middle of all of that and becomes a mighty preacher of the gospel. And Acts chapter number 9, 31 says, Then had the church rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified, walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Ghost. And they were multiplied in the middle of all this persecution. Cornelius and his whole house was converted and the gospel was preached for the first time in history to a Gentile nation. But Herod killed James, the brother of John, and jailed Peter in hopes to do the same. Yet as Herod sat on the throne, as the people worshipped him, he died in front of them and the worms ate his body and Acts 12 24 says but the word of God grew and multiplied and the word of the Lord was preached throughout Asia Minor by Paul and Barnabas there rose up men and women who lied about them and brought persecution against them and they were expelled out of the land people stirred up against the gospel tried to stone Paul and Silas and Barnabas Barnabas and even succeeded to stone Paul and left him for dead. Not only did they have unbelievers against them, but there were disputes that arose within the church itself and even ministers were divided against each other. But Acts 16 and 5 says and so the church is established in the faith and increased in number daily. I want to tell you, you cannot stop this church. Brother Grogan, you cannot stop this church. Saints of God, you cannot stop a church that has their mind made up. We're going on. They arrested Paul and Silas, beat them and threw them into prison. Evil men turned a city into an uproar against the gospel and hardened many hearts against Jesus by lies and evil reports among the people and through the rulers of the city. The idolaters and the worshipers of Diana, Diana took to the streets. They were the largest false religious cult of the day. Caused a city-wide protests, riots, and for two hours shouted, Great is the goddess Diana while the apostles were being held prisoner. Paul is 
is arrested and bound and had to be protected by the guards because the people tried to break into the synagogue and kill him. They even took a vow to not eat again until they had killed Paul. But then Paul was kept in custody and sent to Rome where he almost dies in a shipwreck. But in the midst of all this, Acts 28 and 31 says this, that Paul preached the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence. No man forbidding him. You can't stop the church. It all started in a prayer meeting and they were tarried in an upper room with just a small group of people. But prayer was made that shook the nations. Never underestimate the power of a prayer meeting and a church that says we won't stop if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face then I'm going to hear from heaven and heal their land Acts says the place was shaken where they assembled praying They killed them. They persecuted them. They put them in jail. They passed laws against them. They threatened them. But you couldn't stop the church. So I'm just telling you today, stop worrying about where we're going. Stop worrying about what's going on. Stop worrying about everything that's going on. Oh, did you hear another one? Is sick. Oh, did you hear this church is being burned? Do you hear this law is being passed? Oh, do you hear this is going on? Instead of worrying and complaining and griping and sucking your thumb and sitting in the corner, why don't you get out, get you a Bible, get to praying, get to reading, talk to somebody at the store and tell them, hey, if you need healing, I got a God who wants to heal you. I'll pray for you right now. I don't even have to lay hands on you. I can pray for you right here and I believe that God would heal you. Come on church, let's go forward. Come on church, let's have revival. Let's have revival in our homes. Let's have revival in our church. Let's have revival in our parking lot if we have to. But let's keep going on. We're not going to stop. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Right where you are, if you're in your home, in your car, if you're here today at the church, wherever you are right now, why don't you just begin to pray with me right now and let's ask God to anoint us to go on and to help us as we go on in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I pray for every church today. I pray for every pastor and his wife and his family. I pray that you would protect them as they go forward. God, I pray let the word of the Lord be in their mouth as a two-edged sword. God, I pray like a hammer. Let the word of God break the rock in pieces. Let us pray prayers that shake this nation. Let us pray prayers that shake our families. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. Touch them with your power. Touch them with your anointing. Touch every one of them in the name of Jesus. I pray healing upon every person. I pray blessing. I pray 
pray bring their jobs back. God, I pray let the church see glorious times. Let this world look and see a blessed church in the midst of the trouble. Let them see a church that's going on in Jesus' name. Let's stand all over this house. Musicians, would you come? Singers, would you come? In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe that God has got us here for such a time as this. I'm going on. I'm going on, church. You may feel like quitting, but I'm going on. I'm tired, but I'm going on. I've got a few scars, but I'm going on. There's times when I don't feel good, but I'm going on. There's times when I've lost jobs, but I'm going on. I'm going to keep giving. I told the devil I'm not going to stop giving. I'm not going to look around and go, well, I can't give to that evangelist. I, I can't give to that ministry. I cannot give to that person. I don't know about it because, man, uh, two months down the road, I may lose my job. Hey, I'm going to tell you, if I have it, I'm going to give it because I'm going to keep on going on. And God is not going to lose sight of me. God's not going to forget about me. He's going to keep me. I'm going to go on. 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 We've got to go on. We cannot stop. We've got to keep believing and keep trusting in God. Hallelujah. If you're here today, you need a miracle in your life, I want you to lift your hands and I believe that God's going to touch you right now. I, I believe that right now, that God's going to touch you right now. And you say, God, whatever it is needs, be honest with Him and talk to Him about it and tell Him what you need. If you're at home, no matter where you are right now, lift your hands and begin to talk to the Lord right now. And I believe that God's going to be with you. God's going to give you words to speak. God's going to give you an anointing on your life. God's going to touch you right now in Jesus' name. God, we pray it right now that your anointing would be upon every person that watches this. God, I pray that you'd be upon this world, upon our leaders, upon our saints of God, for those that are sick, those that are fighting, God, those that are trying to get over. I pray in Jesus' name that you'd bless them and that you would touch them and that you would give us a desire, God, to keep going. We're not going to stop, but we're going to keep going. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's love him all over this house. Let's praise him and magnify the Lord. Jesus, we love you. Can't get enough. All this is for you. Jesus, we love you. We'll never stop, can't live without you. Jesus, we love you. Can't get enough, all this is for you. stop I can't live without you Jesus we love you can't get enough all this is for you Jesus we 
Where you at right now? Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice right now. This was a word from God. There's never been a time for us to pray more, to seek His face more. It's right now. When the world's at its worst, the church should be at its brightest. Come on, this is our hour. This is our day. God, fall upon us. Baptize us afresh. Baptize us anew. Let me give myself to prayer. Let me give myself to the study of your word. Let me give myself as a spokesman. God, that will go to the highways and byways and tell them about you. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, God.